and it's so that the screen would go blank because I don't I don't think it right. does. I well, you just do this, right? <laughs> Annoying plus you're gonna, you're gonna be digging in a box for toys, and then someone else is gonna be very unhappy. Oh, the, the hand on the camera that's a vlogger thing, yeah. not a podcast yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, the the, the TikTok, woohoo! So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I would try it because my headset can get downstairs, the but the garage is probably a Faraday cage, so forget that noise. So, no neuralizer today, sorry, gents and and lady. <laughs> There's got to be at least one lady that listens to us, right? So yeah, she's sitting right there. <laughs> director in front of her name. Right, she's the boss lady. So, all right. So we're we're talking about this uh, t- topic that Justin decided, which would be the librarians, and then turns out it's going to be a whole bunch of speculation because we've got no research to show for it. Well, no productive research, right? We wanted a quasi research topic to get us back into the thing and not have to do too much work. I mean, let's be honest. But yeah, yeah. like, I, I really want to talk about a knight's tale, but that's next week and I'm mad. <laughs> right? I know. I was like, can I watch it yet? Can I? I've even, mm. there was, there was a, a movies Reddit link about it. I know, so, I so read I've, it. I've saved it and I'm, I'm going to, but yeah. Oh, I was reading through the thread and it's all the comments were just quoting the dialogue and I was just sitting there giggling and I want to watch this movie now, but if I do, then I'm completely, de- and I am already, I want to watch, I'm excited. <laughs> 80% of those tropes is like gotta be a hype man, right? They've gotta be right now. Eighty percent of those quotes on *A Knight's Tale* has got to be oh. from you know the hype man, the, the guy who plays Jarvis that I can't remember the name of. Oh, Bob oh, Bettany. But there yeah. was also all of the shit that Alan Tudyk was saying, and also right. Mark Addy was saying, and they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. So what you're well, saying and, is the movie, yeah. right? It was <laughs> Alan Tudyk's though. It's it's hilarious because like I love his lines and stuff, but they ma- they make no sense out of context, right? There, you can't quote him like you can call. Um, <laughs> Chaucer, I think, is his, is his character name, right? Because he's the poet. So, um, but yeah, like, because Alan Tudyk is just like, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you cross us, like, <laughs> you know, just like, I'm gonna hurt you. So, you know, but all right, back on on topic, librarians. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So Chaucer was a librarian. No. Um, yeah, so I mean, like I, I was, I was telling you guys a little bit, but I think it'd be a good primer. You know, I did do some research. Like, they've got a pretty good website, considering it's a government agency that's been around since the 1800s. Uh, you know, so you know, basically their origin is really cool. It gave me some conspiracy theories about Thomas Jefferson. You know, so you got stuff like that. I mean, as far as Dresden related, right? Um, that I watched like there's an hour and a half long documentary on C-SPAN, which is great if you're like a super nerd because i gotta say even doing research it was a little boring you know there were definitely large swaths of like this is how we restore a childhood journal of george washington and like we take the the kind of laminate that they use off because it's totally terrible for paper and somehow like soaking it in all these chemicals and pulling that off is better for the paper than just leaving it so yay, his, historians like, you know, backing shit up and, and cleaning up the paper because like the acids and the enzymes involved, mm-hmm. like eat the ink over time and whatever. But, you know, so there was cool stuff like that. But yeah, as far as like biting into the, the universe, like the best I got was they have a mathematics, science and magic section, which I was really kind of annoyed that those three things are literally in the same title. But it's like, if you go back far enough, it's the same thing anyway, right? Like Galileo witchcraft, right? You know, so it kind of makes sense from a historical perspective, but you know, that kind of, go ahead. The quote comes to mind, right? The sufficiently advanced technology indistinguishable from magic which which made me think that the librarians as much as anything are probably going to be artificers because again if you go by like their meet the curators and meet the staff you know type of stuff that they've got online it's all super old people like and it's because they've been in their career for like 100 years sometimes literally but i mean you know like it's not necessarily a bad thing but put that in dresden files like these guys are not field agents that's like giles taking the field right if they're taking the field they're probably badasses and they probably got like a suitcase full of magical toys or something 
because if they had any real skill, they'd be in the White Council, right? So an interesting thought is: Do you think any any wizards can be affiliated with the librarians, or any any wizard level power who might have like skated on the radar who's with the librarians? I mean, that's possible. Right, I'd be curious about that for sure. You know, it, it crossed my mind, but yeah, it'd have to be an edge case, like, you know, because the council, like, for take Elaine, for example, or Dresden himself now, right? The the council's like, if you're not part of us, you're not allowed to practice magic, you know? They were trying to hunt down Molly, which might be a little bit different because of the Doom of Damocles, but... But if you're the working for the magical division of one of the biggest nations in uh, currently on Earth... Do they want to be like, okay, we're going to kill your agent if he's a wizard level power practicing magic and we're just doing it and fuck you? I don't think they would want necessarily, I mean, as long as the person wasn't necessarily affiliated with the council, because the council is the kind of people that would still like to, I mean, they take the mentality of publishing books so to weed out the power, but they're also kind of the like, you know, we're going to ban and burn things that. We don't want people doing things we're going to regulate. And I don't think that the librarians are necessarily opposed to that, but I also don't think they want people tell, getting in their business from the White Council's perspective. So I'm going to guess if they do, it's they have like a, a frenemies type relationship where they're, they're probably like, we'll be cordial and civil, but go, go away. I mean, it's also entirely possible. Like, people who are in the White Council can also be affiliated with other political powers, right? I mean, let's, if we call the librarians political power. Well, sure. Uh, but I mean, I, so it depends on. I, I doubt that it's the same as like Harry being on Winter, where it's like going to be a huge problem if a wizard was with the librarians, too. I just, I'm not entirely sure. Like the librarians would probably be more keen on having, if they have a magical person, it's someone who's affiliated with them and not with anyone else type deal. Yeah. But I also think they'd probably like to get their hands on the archive and just store her away like the Ark. Mm. <laughs> I mean, she might actually she's be. She's being all... examined by top men, and then Harry makes a creepy shudder because she's like actually a girl, and, and... that line doesn't work as well. She's 18-ish. So it's even better. Yeah. Um, so the the library, librarians, special collections division, they're collecting everything. They're completely counter to the whole Oblivion War. So they must be the sworn enemies of the Ventor Venatorium Umbrarum, right? Or counterpoint would be they, they collect things for, with the same kind of goal in mind preservation of knowledge but also possibly being a second arm of of people who could gather up important things to to uh, obliviate them i would say they want to know the librarians probably want to know everything so they have their uh, power in that sense but they don't want anyone else to know so that they have the ace in the hole sure so they wouldn't want anything to be obliviated away they just want it around only for them is my assumption. It's also possible, maybe even probable. Because, yeah. you know, they, they probably think of themselves as like humanity's actual last line of defense as opposed to like the White Council. Because mm -hmm. as far as they're concerned, those are probably still, you know, just freaks with yeah. a smileier face. Well, and not just that, but the, the White Council is foreign nationals by and large. Like, how many American wizards are there? Not nearly Too as many, many as there are. Well, yeah, well after Wild, after Wild Bill got and, killed, there's one less. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, my thought on the Oblivion War is like, yeah, they're probably technically at odds, but at the same time, like, for the true Venatory, they're probably a means to, to an end, right? It's a whole lot easier to, to get into your warehouse and make that disappear, Library of Alexandria style, than it is to have to hunt down everything yourself well, with all of your little cells. I was gonna say, actually, it would be kind of funny if the archive was like responsible for setting the old library on fire that the White Council used to have. Right. Or if the yeah, librarians just... were in their whatever form they were once upon a time as the Masons. Right. Well, I mean, the Masons go back to the Templars, right? So that still doesn't go back far enough, does it? No, but I mean, we've seen this kind of cyclical iteration of people taking sure. over new. So 
even the white council existed pre that you know just a different name and a different form tying in the library of alexandria would be fun in either way of like we had all this knowledge to try to protect ourselves and then it burned down we need to make an archive or something like that to be able to do this or something something better or th them fighting the venatorate of just like how dare you have all this knowledge we're trying to destroy <laughs> well, i think the archive predates it right because the archive was like uh, i think so oracle at delphi and and alexandria was like 32 bc which is a little closer to yeah connections are still fun oh yeah no yeah. sure but I, but that was that was the thing that merlin was mentioned going in and saving the some of the council's most uh, precious texts from the burning of the library of alexandria so that seems like yeah. the kind of thing that, because I think Carrie mentions that as they were, it, either Alexandria was one of their bases or it was just a place where they stored stuff. Do you think it'd be possible to have archive uh, recreate a book that you lost of like, if there's this only one text of something that was super important and it was just destroyed in a fire, did you go to Ivy and says, would you please write down everything that was in it so we can have it again? Do you think she'd allow that? I guess it depended on the text and or if <laughs> if destroying the last copy of something doesn't erase it from her also because right. i don't know that i mean we'd have to ask but i think from, i think the way from it's to jim right we know that it's not right like she's only allowed to forget something a thousand years after the last memory of it fades right or something like that so right so she yeah so i mean i i follow you and my my head was in the same space but i guess we know word of jim that that's not true um but yeah because that's that's kind of the thing like especially with the oblivion wars like we've never seen her do it right we've seen her use the knowledge for herself but we've never seen her just be like write down on a napkin here is like Grey's anatomy this is the section in the chapter you need or whatever you know so i mean it doesn't seem like she couldn't but maybe because well, the oblivion I, I worse, it's more yeah, of a function of her role is that she's not like she can't really interfere with things right she's supposed to be kind of this neutral receptacle you know even telling harry what she did in changes was a stretch based on her relationship with him so she probably could in power, just not in practice. Right. And I, I could get behind that. It's like, it's not part of her function, right? And maybe that's another reason why everybody's afraid of Harry forming this relationship, because if she starts breaking that and he gets access to that kind of power, you know, th that'll freak people out. I mean, I have to imagine there are conditions where she could, because otherwise, why create the receptacle in the first place? Because she's a preservation of knowledge, not just to get rid of the dangerous stuff, but like to make sure humanity endures. Yeah. If... if there's some huge giant apocalypse and all of the books got burned down, including all of the medical texts or right. like so safety somebody needs, texts. If somebody needs a blueprints on how to, you know, mm -hmm. make a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> she could probably do it. Yeah. Right. So I... I would then imagine that the request, if it was to be granted, would be based on who is asking. Like, is it a normal human asking how to build a windmill or a hospital or make some medicine? It's completely different from a very powerful, scary wizard of the White Council asking, give me this grimoire. <laughs> Can I have this ritual for summoning Shug up? Yeah. yeah, and I, I especially imagine the, the rituals would be a hard no, right? <laughs> you know, so... But but yeah, like some of the other more more or less benign stuff, even even some like how to cast fireball, you know, stuff might be okay because that doesn't have anything to do with the Oblivion War per se, right? Because that's all about consigning, you know, these eldritch gods and and old tribal gods to oblivion. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why did Thomas Jefferson found it? Or do you think he just founded like the American branch of, uh, you know, because if it's tied into the Masons, right, you know, and everything like that, then it obviously predates. So do you think that was benign or do you think he was an operative? Because that's kind of where I got it. It was like his library is so vast and extensive, which is part of how he was able to found it. Like we're talking, you know, like one of the things that tickled me and I, I, I'm going to bring it up like every time now is that Thomas Jefferson brought you know brought his collection to the library of congress including a copy of the quran at the time you know and like he had books translated into like latin and spanish so that he could learn spanish 
that's how fluent he was in Latin. Was that Latin was the was the bridge language? Uh, you know, that was something that I saw in some of my research. So I'm like, dude had to be Venatori or or something on that level, right? Like he Latin had to was be, the lingua franca for you know, a long time. That can't be sure the thing. But I, I but in the Dresden to... verse, like, come on. So I'm I'm willing to think most presidents are probably more. Uh, for lack of a better word, useful idiots to the national community. So like he's probably somebody whose patronage was granted by things to get the ball moving. I don't know that he was necessarily a leading factor. Like I sort yeah. of understand George Washington being a Knight of the Cross. I was going to say, went hard enough. <laughs> but so. that, that's, that's like, he's the kind of, the, like him and maybe Teddy Roosevelt, I could see being like an active participant in something like a hunt. But not Thomas Jefferson. No. Why? He's a he was a he was a fop. I mean he was like a, <laughs> he was an intellectual layabout in every sense of the word. How does that con- contribute to a, a a vision of him as a layabout? Like he <laughs> I oh, I mean that's what he was. He sat around, he wrote, he thought, he so was he in was a France. Wizard? No, but I mean he wasn't doing things. He wasn't like most of the white council is not active in the field, right? They're researchers. So that's why I'm saying, like, what's the difference here? I guess the difference is mentality. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of the conspiracy theories that I walked away with is like, because you could, I mean, if so, it, it, the Wyatt Earp thing, in my opinion, opened it wide up, right? With the uh, fistful of warlocks is like, if Wyatt Earp is a fucking Venatory, like who the hell else in history and probably a lot of the heroes of Americana, you know, right? And then you've got George Washington is, you know, is a sword, you know, he's a, he's a Knight of the Cross, like, holy shit. So which of his other contemporaries, right? Uh, you know, would have been one way or another. You've got Ebenezer and Arthur Langtree, you know, fighting practically each other on opposite sides of the French and Indian War, right? So, you know, Butcher is taken beyond just all of all of mythology is connected, and now he's interspersed our, you know, historic heroes and whatnot into, you know, his magical community as well. So that's why I'm like, you know, you know, maybe Madison, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I'd say Hamilton, right? Because Hamilton was definitely a banker and, and a politician and, and that sort of thing, right? But it was a white you know, corn vampire. He's probably still alive. Yeah, right. No, that's, I mean, he got, he got shot though. Like, he, white core vampires can still die. So, and I don't know if he was that much of a player, but, you know, like, obviously it contributed to his political downfall, but, you know, that just means what, he was a terrible time white core vampire. Yeah, right. Uh, if for I the mean, 1800s, it does. So, and, and but, but like Thomas Jefferson has, no, I mean, has like we're a talking huge... about 1800s mentality, then Benjamin Franklin was the player. Oh yeah, well obviously, I mean they they call him the modern the father of modern France, right? So, <laughs> but it's Literally, it's probably but... safe to presume like most like you know there are these historical figures that just you know everybody knows their name like they transcend like cultures even like almost everybody knows who yeah someone like george washington is and if we were to take it to you know so and then if we were to take it to like like in in the dress norse i would imagine anyone of this amount of renown in in that world in this parallel dressed in the world to our world they were probably affiliated with one magical organization or another so it's like who like you bro like who were they with each because like probably anyone you like really historical figure that you know in the Dresden verse they were connected to something or were a, a, a power onto themselves somehow or a reaction to something like so French and Indian War it's 15 or 1754 to 63 or so and if if uh, Ebenezer and Langtree are active during that and visible other people would learn like okay there's these crazy powerful people and we need to protect ourselves too so how about we have our own base of agents and knowledge and make sure that they can't fuck us over so just to interject because nobody said it yet benjamin franklin was a mason 
uh, and it looks like he was a Mason for 60 years, according to Freemason.com. I don't know what the source. It's just the top thing. So, so he definitely hey. was a player. It's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, he could have he could have been more, but um, yeah, there were a bunch of guys you know. who were Masons or Mason light from right. that general right so, time period. So like the building a new government and also let's have a secret thing to be able to protect us from the things that people don't know about. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it, any nation building is probably going to attract at least a side eye from some supernatural entities. Like, can yes. I get a foothold here? Is it right? It? Yada, yada. And, and right. the passage, the small passage that is in uh, Battleground about it is, okay, so Lara knows who they are and said that there's no way to keep the librarians out entirely now with all of the destruction that happened in Chicago. And Ivana didn't know who they were and asked, who are they? And then she uh, said, Library of Congress, Special Collections Divisions, and basically the men in black. Mm. And Ivana kind of tries to dismiss it, like they're government agents, what could they be? And Laura has to say, well, they're dedicated professionals, centuries of collected uh, knowledge through the Masons. They are extremely dangerous. The White Quarter is absolutely the type of people who would have been infiltrating all of the governments that they possibly could, especially all of these men that might be susceptible to White Court shenanigans. Um, and if Laura is thinking that they are extremely dangerous, then I think that's a significant data point. Right. Uh, I think on the Masons thing, I think it's worth noting. So Thomas Jefferson's often assumed to have been a Mason, but supposedly wasn't. So, you know, I think that's also interesting for the Dresden Files, though, too, because, again, he he basically founded, you know, he's more or less the, the beginner patron of the Library of Congress. And if they got their information from the Masons, I don't know if that means that's a direct evolution or if, you know, he just had enough connections i don't know that it's kind of an interesting tidbit but i was i was curious about it because ben franklin definitely was you know so either they were working together and in universe you know Jeff, jefferson's going to have been a mason he just kept it under wraps unlike ben franklin did you know but i don't know but yeah it is it's also interesting that the white court respects them at least as as a power unto themselves mm. you know so well if it makes you means... feel any better apparently the library of congress was madison's idea okay i mean it did it existed before jefferson because it, it got burned down in the war of 1812 right and i think jefferson doesn't give his collection until like the 1840s so like it, it existed but it kind of gets rebooted all these libraries because... burning down that seems significant well, this one you can blame the British. So unless unless you want to say that there was some kind of non-human agitator that, you know, because the reason why the library got burned down in 1812 is because it was attached to the Capitol building that got burned down by the British. Because usually when you burn down somebody else's capital, you win, usually. But we're Americans, so we're a little stubborn. So hmm. we, we learned how to cheat at war from the Brits. So, you know. Right. But if there was this conflict going on, there could be people agitating and going, like, let's make this a little bit worse. And how about we target the specific part of the building? Let's like that part of the building burned down as well as everything else. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it at least would have been a happy happenstance, right? You know, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, darn, what a total bummer that, you know, the largest repository of knowledge in North America got burned down, or I don't know what Canada had at the time, but. Well, you know, here's so. a fun tidbit on Christmas Eve, 1851, the largest fire in the library's history destroyed 35,000 books, about two thirds of the collection. Interesting. I think these people are not going to like Harry based on his reputation. Around. Oh yeah! Are you kidding? You stay. You stay out of our library. They haven't liked him since book two. Well, not no. just that, but they're all—they're all obviously stuffy suits versus Dresden, like shooting from the hip cowboy. They justice, better be wearing you know? suits. They just absolutely better be wearing. Like, the men in black boring. Exactly, well, they have to be yeah. wearing suits and like proper. Uh, that's the other just thing like, about a stuffy secret society is I don't know that the white court can infiltrate them because they seem too uptight to be to necessarily fall for womanly charms that's probably why she thinks they're dangerous right they don't want to get laid yeah but i mean supernatural whammy they yeah the no, they have to be in love that. like you can only be in a part of a secret agency if you are in love 
and protected. So it's, the, it's the opposite of the Catholic Church. You have exactly. you can't you can't be celibate. <laughs> like you can't. No, I was gonna say I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there are, are enough people that like are asexual or just don't care. It's still magic. It's vampire yeah. sex magic. You know. Um, it's I, I'll put it as plausible, but we haven't seen it on screen, right? That's all. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, I think it'd be hilarious as shit to see like Laura and like let's see that in twelve months. Like she tries to put the whammy on somebody in front of Dresden, and he'd be like, you know, what is this the first time this has happened to you? You having performance problems? You know, make those kinds of jokes, but to her, because you know he he just expects it always works. You know, well, yeah, it's like so. what Thomas said was that that was the second man that's turned her down in a century. She was a little pissed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And let's face it, if Marcone can do it with his will. Right. He also possibly had a denarian helping him. (laughs) Not then. That was was prior to that. When was it? Small Favor to Turncoat, right? He would have just gotten it at the end of Small Favor. But he didn't. He refused her before that. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. More plausible. So... Yeah, I mean, Harry didn't have a denarian to turn her down either, so it's whatever. True. Yeah, but like I've said, Will is his supernatural power. Like, I possibly the only person as stubborn or stu- more stubborn than him is Ebenezer, right? And I still would tend to give it to Dresden, which is why Ebenezer responded with force. Because when when you are the most stubborn person in existence and things don't go your way, you hurt them. So I might have some experience with that. So, but... Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very stubborn. I'm not. I'm not saying like we threw fireballs Give in like my Chick Fil A. He didn't kill my doppelganger or something. But I'm just saying like you know, stubborn gets you so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's see. I had. I didn't have a ton, but let's see what other notes I had because I had a couple of fun ideas. Uh, oh yeah. That you know, C C SPAN as the propaganda arm of uh, the Library of Congress because they were just like going on, like, look at how boring these nerds are and and how scientific they are because they use electron microscopes and like, you know, what special chemical baths to preserve works and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, especially from the scientific angle because all of their stuff is gadgetry, obviously. That's where I was like, again, like that's the other thing too, right? They're using electron microscopes. There's no way they have any respectable amount of talent, right? So that's that's another clue. Like unless they've got a, you know, the double secret sub-basement where all the wizards hang out, which again, I don't preclude as a possibility. The fact that they're using such high technology just makes me think, think more Doctor Strange, but without the actual magical skill, right? Like this is the the baton of fuck you, and this is the cloak of levitation, and this is the whatever. Like I think, like mm-hmm. that's the thing. They show up with the briefcase and they pull out one of six magical artifacts and be like, "Wait, did you bring the spatula of getting our ass out of here?" You know, like something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm bleeding over with like Umbrella Academy with uh, you know Hazel and. Um, crap whatever his partner's name was but you know where it's just like i haven't seen that yet uh time traveling assassins and it's freaking amazing they're hilarious characters i love them so but yeah there's really no reason for them to risk all that stuff to have a wizard or anyone with any appreciable talent around right plus i just think they don't they seem like the kind of people that probably aren't going to take well to the supernatural anyway so they're just going to stick to very human centric with Maybe one or two, because you know, one of these people, they always get a little too big for their britches. There's always like one entity that they have that sort of they think is in their control, but maybe it really isn't. Right. Victor Sells, as an example, probably hates those people. Um, so, why would they have taken the video from Full Moon? Why? Why take it away from everyone instead of leave it? Like just take a copy or take leave a copy and take the original or something. But they completely shut down the ability, according to the books, of that video being shown. They're the men in black. So, you know, get having more people, like having more people know this, I, like it probably, it's a snowball effect, right? Like they, you know, you're a minor talent. You think you're all by yourself because you're so rare that, you know, if you found out that this, some of this shit is real, like you're going to go looking for it. 
you know, it's it's UFO stuff, right? So that's why I'm like, Men in Black, just direct transport. But, you know, then you go find yourself a paranet. Then you've got an entire, you know, right. network of powers. Now they're a power unto themselves doing all these words. Like, you know, having sure. that knowledge out there at all is is against what these people stand for. So ironically. The paranet has so. been coordinating via, like, what, Twitter? Because they can, because they're small enough uh, like, so therefore they've got a message board yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure they've got, they've got rooms and discords like we do yeah <laughs> full of gifts and reaction gifts <laughs> um because that's the best chicago thing is life. under attack and then some reaction gif yeah godzilla <laughs> stomping <laughs> well all the power got knocked out so i don't know that they would necessarily be able to tweet that mm. out gary could have yeah parent other places. shoot a fireball into the sky that says run <laughs> No, I mean you you know he's got a generator and his his own, you know, uh his own what's the uh the radio, you know, like a, a ham, radio ham radio and shit like that, you know. At a minimum, if he doesn't have his own fucking cell tower, he could just I mean, erect and he does. He would have like an old World War II style radio, but I don't know that anybody right. else would. Yeah. Like who's he gonna get the signal out to? Demon other, Reach? other ham Baronet. radio operators. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gary, man. He's going to tell the Russians. So he's got Russian counterparts. Because where do you think he gets his information from? Like, the, there's that's why whole... he was trying a Russian accent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only Russian he knows was with him during the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, if they don't want people knowing about a video that was of a real loop guru getting killed. A fuzzy one at that, right? Like it's right. the definition of a, a UFO video where it's like that could be a yeah. frisbee. <laughs> exactly. So if they they were paranoid enough about that to take it away, what are they doing to the paranet, which are apparently publicly communicating on the internet of spooky shit is happening and here's some information about the White Council? Like if Irwin was able to figure everything out based on internet, then other people can as well, which is the point of the paranet. So what is right. the men in black I, I think doing like against them? Most them? people in real life, the internet throws a wrench into everybody's plans. Right. And and like the internet today, they're probably detractors and trolls, right? They probably show up to the forums and just be like spreading misinformation and, you know, whatever. But the problem they have with that is that you've got people like Butters and Murphy and whoever who are probably moderators in this environment. And they were like, if it doesn't come from us, it's not gospel truth because we're getting it from Dresden, who can't use a computer. But you know, like, so you, but you almost certainly have people that try to pretend to be Gary's, right? Come on, l look at every, every, you know, community you've ever been a There's part of. There's not a of. single topic that goes at, unscathed. Right. So, you know. Okay. They How's try. I'm foil? not saying they're effective, but, you know. What if Gary is a men in black? And he was... <laughs> He's he's been way effective though. I mean, exactly. he's been like, pretending no. to be yeah. crazy all time so yes. that he drank the Kool Aid, and he actually yeah, is yeah. crazy, but he's still doing his job. No, like if he yeah. is the Men in Black, like like Martin, like he started Men in Black, and this is his assignment to infiltrate the Paranet, know what's going on, understand who these people are and what they're doing, who are the good guys, who are the bad guys, and oh, Demon Reach is about to explode. Let's help him with the tidbit about boats, sure. because they don't want Chicago wiped out. Yeah. Why not? Plausible, anyway, you know, yeah. Why is it's, it's certainly better than that <laughs> stupid other one you just couldn't help yourself with. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, I've never seen, I've never seen Rashid and Ben Franklin in the same room at the same time either. So, True. you know, yeah. Shit, Justin, you might be onto something. <laughs> I mean, that's Rashid a better street than me as a really, so. like, a, a hedonist that, that enjoys. Uh... That's why he wears those robes and he's so reserved in, in public, so. They're very spacious. You can't see home. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Blood of the prophet is his safe word. <laughs> so, um, who's good the, segue. So, who's the <laughs> who's the who's the Vatarung of the librarians? Who's the leader? Like God. patron? Yeah, right. <laughs> George Washington. So Thomas Jefferson. Those those are probably, the, I mean yeah. some it's probably, probably somebody like Thurston Thurgood the eighty eighth, you know. It's like my granddaddy's 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 founded this with 
Thomas Jefferson's book collection. I, I believe I believe we're supposed to pivot to patriotism and be the U.S. government, and that's the patron of the <laughs> the librarians. So, but I mean, it's probably it's USA, probably a little USA. bit more. It's probably a little bit more Independence Day, right? It's like you don't think it's actually fifty-five thousand dollars for a toilet seat and sixty-five thousand dollars for a hammer, do you? You know, like I don't think I'm—I'm I'm not convinced that the government even knows, right? Like it, right. maybe it's oh yeah, no. little, it's probably like the Vatican has their 31. own secret like mercenary division that the Pope doesn't control in this universe, like it, right. or maybe yeah, he does. Someone, someone runs the librarians. Sure, you know. I but mean, it's. I doubt it's going to be we anybody we've know seen they exist. before. Yeah, we barely know they exist. What makes you think we're going to have a guess at the, who the leader is? So it's or Gary, it's, or it's Gary. Apparently, Gary's actually, yeah. The, yeah, Gary's the actual leader, <laughs> and he goes into the field because he's just yeah. crazy like that. Sir, you're going into the field. It's too dangerous. <laughs> and under and, his breath, and honestly, and under his gonna... breath, he's just like some motherfuckers always trying to get <laughs> up. As he walks. So, out. what I was gonna say is, I'm I'm actually gonna kibosh the Gary theory because he's not nearly old enough. Because again, go look no, at go look right. at the like, Library of Congress website and be like, look at the curators and tell me should... that the magical side isn't gonna be just as old. Like again, not as offensive. That just it's the observation. These guys are all gray hairs. Like even the women, you know, they're. They're all very much older careers and that sort of thing. So that's just the public website. Right. Yeah. It's possible, you know, like they've got to have a younger mover and shaker crew, but I, Gary's not running the place, is what I'm saying. Especially not because the website is as is, is old and like it's it's pretty good for a government website, but it's still a little early two thousands, you know. So they might have the understanding to look at a license it's a cover. plate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Even Rashid's false eye has a cover. <laughs> right. Even his secret eye has a secret identity. Hmm? Because he's secretly Odin. Exactly. You're no. getting it. No. It's going to be hilarious. They're going to go unmask Rashid at one point. And they're going to see like three other masks under him. It's like, you know, wrestling where it's like, let me take off the mask. <laughs> it's another mask. Take, take off another one. How far down to get to Odin? Like, seriously. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> That's all we got. We made it 37 I, minutes. That's I know. Good. I, I'm honestly impressed that right. we did that long on our topic. On topic, relatively focused. Yeah. They're we just should quit while good. we're at. See, they're, this is the amount of episode we get when I when I don't take us on tangents, okay? <laughs> well, start one. Get, get our tangent. Uh, we, did, we did pretty well on the episode you weren't on two weeks ago, so maybe you are the problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Fine. the head of the librarians is Cowl. <laughs> Ooh. says cody in the chat <laughs> well and i mean it crossed my mind there's almost certainly going to be somebody from the black council trying something right you know it yeah, doesn't have black... to be cowl but yeah yeah well the black council gets the, in everywhere the other question is like so we're talking about how the paranets kind of let the cat out of the bag obviously the battle of chicago is going to be really bad for them keeping shit under wraps so why did they even try to respond at that point, right? Other than they're probably trying to put a spin on it. You know, they're going to try and get whatever artifacts they can. You know, maybe a little bit Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. here. Sorry, Director, that's a Marvel reference, you know, so try to keep up. But maybe they're try they're picking up some of the, the Fomor weaponry, right? They get a blunderbuss, they get, you know, one of the hate spears or something, you know, so they're trying to collect some of that gadgetry and then tell the locals, oh, no, it was totally like a, a freak hurricane came off of, you know, the lake, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I like swamp gas from Venus, right? Like, what, what are you even going to spin? You know, how many buildings came down? <laughs> you know, like, what's the story there? The second great fire of Chicago? Like, you know. These damn fires. Yeah. I mean, they're probably a solid balance, like 50-50, hands-on, hands-off. Like, they have their side that will spin things and do things actively in the field and try and get things to be a certain way and to collect things. And the other half is just kind of like preservation of knowledge for posterity, for defense. You know, we're just watching and observing. It right. depends probably on situation to situation. What was the show that um, like The Warehouse... It. Was it the warehouse? Like Thirteenth like warehouse or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, never so watched it, but I remember. Character sideshow right. to Eureka, right? 
Right. Yeah, they were kind of connected, right? So yeah. I didn't I didn't watch either of them a well, that late nineties sci fi network shows that nobody watched. Was Pretty sure that it's early to mid two thousands. Yeah. Uh, Either way, nobody watched it. Like Roswell, I, I watched, watched it, and the, yet it got like three seasons. I watched the Warehouse Show more than Eureka. Yeah, See, this counts as a tangent. Warehouse thirteen, two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen. So it's not even really early two thousands for us. Yeah. Eureka was more yeah. early two thousand. I think that's like it had like started a bit before, like fair bit before Warehouse thirteen. Let's see. Yay, the internet. 2006. So not yeah. that much, but. That's mid. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, just the collection and curation of magical artifacts, right? So having played yeah, well, control, it's, it's probably, Andreas, like, you know. it's probably a little closer to National Treasure than we want to give it credit for. Like, there's probably, <laughs> there's probably a bunch of the one running. I <laughs> have, you know what? Again, he makes everything better, so I'm fine with that. Oh, jeez. Some Does motherfuckers Cage are always gonna, trying to ice skate uphill. Nicholas Cage is going to be the one to say it. No, Nicholas Cage says, "I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence," and his partner, that squirrely guy, goes, "Some motherfuckers." Mm, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I everywhere you just need. To I like those movies. Not that I can't go on the perfect movie list. I mean, no, the, 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 the first one treasure. is a perfectly adequate turn your brain off enjoyment movie of national. The second one's redundant and nonsense. Right. Still and, waiting and for and that third movie. Like, no. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Angels versus demons too. So no, that was Tom Hanks. Yeah. That was, uh, was Da Vinci it? Code, Angels versus De- Angels and Demons, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. I think that I one got a third was, one. I thought there, really? was a, yeah, there was another I, movie that came out at the same time that was like, this is basically just National Treasure. Yeah, that, <laughs> again, that was but, the Da Vinci Code, but that was like okay, the darker yeah. spin with the evil Masons and whatever. Yeah, right. that one even had Gandalf in it and shit. The, yeah, I didn't bother, but... It did get a... It got uh, Inferno, which is like the fourth book that was or something. The uh, and there's a book between that was supposed to be a movie, then a TV show, and then just never happened at all. And they made Inferno instead. Wait, they back? skipped it? Weird. Okay. They just skipped it. <laughs> I mean, they're basically on some form of weird uh, adventure, history, something, religion thing, whatever they are. I've read a couple of those books, and they were just like, there's not really connected between each other. But the third one was very Mason involved. Kind of sucked. Oh, they're actually still doing the that movie they skipped as a TV show. Yeah, they're also still doing a Dresden Files TV show. What's your point? <laughs> it production has been given a go, so it's oh, actually... great. I gave it a go years ago. What's your point? <laughs> right before I, the like people who are not EG who pay for it. Unlike I pay EG. for everything. What's it? <laughs> I am the paranoid Gary behind everything in the government, which is why it works the way it does. In case you hadn't noticed. So you're Scrooge McDuck? Like, can you swim in the gold? Is that how that? I could, but that would be unhygienic and it would hurt. So I don't. I pay others to do that for me because I have that kind of money. I mean, yeah, sure. Whatever sticks to them in the wounds they create by jumping into the gold, they can keep. Wow. So anyway, switching subjects again so subtly. What's what's your thought, director? You're thinking... Uh just formulating thoughts, give her time. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I haven't it's, quite gotten to the decision phase. This time? Um, this is spinning up. I was yeah. kind of just wondering in general, how many people actually know about the uh, Librum Bellum, as apparently they might be called? Um, because if Ivana didn't know, I feel that that's really kind of strange because she's the sister of Etri. Like, she is how many years old and decently powerful in her own right? Right. But I so sort like, of okay. understand why the Svartels might not, because they're kind of like hands-on crafters. They probably don't really care about that kind well, of shit. I, and they I also would keep to themselves, right? So a maybe... lot of the supernatural creatures or them, like the Fae or whatnot, they might just like stick to their own groups. But wondering about like how much of the White Council knows about them, like Martha Six Liberty, right? I, I would say number. I would say a decent amount of the senior council. I mean, if, if Martha Liberty knows, it's possible that the rest of her, you know, faction knows, right? You know, right. I would I would be surprised if Langtree didn't know. I would be surprised if Ancient Vi did know. 
right? Because she, as smart as she is and as good as an artificer as she is, she seems to generally be clueless about a lot of the other stuff. Well, they don't you want know, to get so, her involved because she's kind of a prick. <laughs> maybe. That. Like, same mean, thing with you know, like, Christos. Right, Christos, I think it's, he seems like a bit of a tard. So unless he's the Black Council guy in charge of knowing, you know, like... I mean, there's probably people who are in the middle, right? So, like, I could see someone, like, listens to Wynn knowing about it, but also not really caring because that's not right. his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if he needed a medical tome, he could go there, but it's, it's the kind of thing he probably has his own collection. I don't think it's his... Whereas someone like fucking Langtree probably strokes his beard thinking, mm, yes, I don't like this. Yeah, Langtree, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. He's like, God damn it, why, why'd you burn down all of Chicago? Because now the librarians are going to come, you know, so. Well, he kicked out Harry for that, so it's fine. Yeah, that's fair. So it's all good. That's what he gets for burning down his own city. Ah. Some motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't come to Europe. <laughs> all of these continents are yours except for Europe. Wow, that not, was not even just that one city, <laughs> in that one state in that one area we don't care about. So does that mean he can go to the UK then because not part of Europe? So if he's invited by the Queen, sure. Well not part of the European Union, still part of the European continent, right? I mean it's not though, literally. It's island. an island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if that's the way we're gonna go for it, then he can go yeah. to Hawaii. Because that's I think Bob knows about them. Uh, Maybe. He, he might know rumor. I, I don't think he'd have a whole lot of hard information, though. So I don't know. It'd be weird. He seems like the kind of thing that would be perfect for a librarian type person to create. Exactly. To like start this off. But I don't think someone like, I mean, the Etienne the Enchanter is probably not the person who did it with that in mind, assuming that's the one who sort of was actually the first holder of him. Um, but I mean, you know, it depends on who his parents are. If he popped out of like fucking Mab's head, then I don't, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she didn't do this with uh, a Library of Congress in mind. It just no, sort of happened. How, however much Bob might know of them, it doesn't seem, at least I don't think in his employment history he was connected to them but it would be interesting if if Kemmler knew yeah so I want to follow that train of thought but point of order I want to say I don't think there's anything that Mav has ever done that just happened but let's continue well, so but, uh, <laughs> it didn't just happen with that on, in mind yeah it was she got it on with an angel that didn't just happen <laughs> like Mav's playing the long game somewhere but yeah I mean Bob Bob's manifestation seems like it could have been an accident or at least him learning about the Halloween thing was, um, you know, since she now seems to want to undo that if she's mama, you know, so. Well, but, she wants uh, to undo it either way. Right. At least not have that particular point piece of information so readily out there in the world. Maybe, maybe it goes further than we realize. Like maybe she's mom from before she was mad. I could see that, you know, because I mean, judging from obviously smack talk, so it's it's a little slanted and biased. But I mean, we know she was mortal, so it's entirely possible she was a dumb kid at some point. Maybe she had a Margaret Le Fay well, phase where she was just running around being a chaos monkey, and then was like, oh shit, you know, like I I need to get involved in the game or something at some point, right? Because she would have to make that transition. But well, or her story mirrors molly's closer than we think you know she's kind of enthralled to merlin once upon a time in the same way molly was to harry following him around doing whatever gets caught in a situation that's way above her pay grade and sort of evolves into the fun loving that we all know now wow no i mean that's that's a great take a great theory Fun loving that we all know now (laughs) that's a a sentence she's easily a more entertaining character than most of them half the time Right. Entertaining and fun-loving is not exactly the same, though. Okay. <laughs> oh, she, she loves was, fun. He <laughs> created a she frozen schedules. ring to torture Harry. I'm for his daughter. She loves fun. It's just yeah, not your. She, she loves fun. Most days she schedules it from 11:15 p.m. to 11:30 p.m. But on the weekend she's got a three-hour block so that she can do movies and popcorn with the daughter. So she watches but, the old Fox and Disney <laughs> Channel shows on uh, Disney Plus now. 
Mab, Mab is the captain hold of this one where it's like, why is no one having fun? I specifically requested it, you know, so. No, no, yeah. I demanded it. <laughs> right. I did not read. Yeah. Mab does not make requests. She Fair. said it was fun hour. Go eat a child. <laughs> right. It's what I do. <laughs> yeah. For Kemmler, if he did know, I don't think he cared. So, you know, I, I don't see any reason for him not to know because, you know, he was a badass that knew many things. But I, I think that, I think in the scheme of things, the, the librarians are probably not that serious of a power. At least the powers don't know how serious they are, right? Because they haven't, they haven't flexed at any point, right? Like if if the librarians were involved in some kind of binding management, like oh hey, you remember you you remember the dragon of you know fire and ice? Like they totally bound and banished him like a hundred years ago. That shit makes stories, but these guys are more subtle than that. So you know, Vaterung made a comment in that conversation of perhaps they already know who we are. Perhaps they've already identified each of us, and Lara gets a little unnerved by that. I just like him. And Vetteran totally knows he's just fucking with her. So yeah, like, it's like maybe. he's a spy. They're <laughs> right. being spies. It's like maybe they already know everything. I just I enjoyed him giving her trouble. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm. If he doesn't know, he has a good idea. He suspects, and his suspicions are probably very well founded. I can't imagine he doesn't have somebody on the inside. Maybe not at the top, but. You know, well, mid-level at least. Some ravens you know. that could just kind of go fly by and hang out and say, hey, what you got? Right. D doesn't he have like shadow magic where he can just like listen to the shadows? Like I know Nicodemus does, right? So it's just like if he wants to, he can know. But... Thought it was well, no, because I, I don't think he can yeah. do something like that exactly because otherwise he wouldn't have needed Mab to stick around for their conversation and skin game to block um, Andario. Because if he could do that same kind of thing, but Mab had to stay there to do it. Gotcha. So I, yeah, I tend to think he's just very well, he's got people in high places wherever he needs them. And he's got his ravens who historically were the ones who fly around the nine realms and bring him news and information of the world. So. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I've got a, I've got a funny image now of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the librarian, you know, where it's just like everybody is the older guys looking at books and whatever. And then Arnold with spectacles walks in and be like, yeah, that's Einher Yaren that's here to spy on you. He's very subtle. <laughs> that would have been a great, that would have been a great movie in the nineties when he was like at the peak of his powers. That would right. be great. And by peak, now, I he mean, looks like he could actually be a librarian. So, <laughs> well, no, he could still do it. It would just be a little too, a little too on the nose. Like right. back then in the eighties and nineties, he would have like thrown himself into the I'm, role. I mean, into I the, the, the role. spy. <laughs> like, now he's about the meme of himself, but then he would, he would have been on point. I, right. This is just reminding me of Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Same general, Kindergarten exactly. Cop, Jingle All the Way. The same general energy of like I'm Junior. throwing myself into. I don't give a shit. Right. Batman and Robin. I mean, his his roles are timeless. Tips cash. I like money, man. So, yeah. He's like Nick Cage in that respect, in that there are good roles that you like. He's genuinely uh, a legend for, and then there's all the ridiculous stuff that you just can't help but enjoy. Well, and it's funny because he he actually like I don't think he regrets doing Doctor Freeze. Like he enjoyed that shit. Oh, that was him being serious. You know, yeah, but, he loved every minute for that. everybody else. You know, <laughs> him at no him and Uma Thurman and the guy who played Bane. They went. They were out hamming each other. They had a ball. It was right. like George Clooney who was like apologizing years later for that. <laughs> right. Schwarzenegger was, like, was he was into it. Right. He, oh, he was, that was it was easily one of his top five <laughs> roles of all time. Oh man, without question. Some watch that movie again and count all the puns and you tell me he didn't come I, up with every single one of those i watched Three. like a month or two ago. i don't know so in the last couple months anyway we just we we got our five-year-old into all the old batman and the entire time the wife and i are watching each other and saying some motherfucker <laughs> worked it in there but see there you go dr freeze obviously is saying that line yeah right everybody freeze the that was actually the not a terrible <laughs> Arnold uh, accent. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Some of us have had like 30 years of experience trying, so, you know. But I'm not your clone, baby. You're my clone, baby. Well, Andreas, ah. you're, the, you're the closest mm -hmm. one to having his accent naturally because you're a weird foreigner from a country nobody knows. 
I don't know why you haven't tried to parlay this into like some sort of, you know, impersonator role. He's got to become first. He needs to be Mister Universe, and then, you know, so, no, just oh, yeah. do the voice acting. Oh, gotcha. The Terminator cartoon reboot, yeah. starring Andreas. I'm sure, there's money to be made. Sure. Yep. Even if it is lowly euros and or a socialist nation. <laughs> we don't use whatever. <laughs> That's right. You trade in snow, like, and uh, what is it? They uh, the the ice farmers in Arendelle. That's what you guys use as currency, right? Just ice cubes and icicles. No, no, we use uh, magical spheres filled with power. I don't think that's true. Just because you have a cat on your lap and you're petting it doesn't make you a warlock. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like to direct this episode or do you want us to keep going? <laughs> Well, he tried to make a Stormlight reference and it failed because you don't care about Because Stormlight. nobody's read it. I mean, she has. So yeah. that's why she, she doesn't care. Reference. She does. She Unless it. it has to do with Rashid being her. better on I saw her face. She, she got it, okay? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Target audience achieved. Yeah, me, the one person. Like, yeah. Mm. Also, Brock. <laughs> well, we can, we can no, stand past you two. Everybody. Who's like watching right now? Who likes Dresden? Should should read Sanderson. So I mean, give it a try. Do Start with Miss Porn. I'm still full from three years of rereading Dresden. So yeah, I need I need to get back into some of those books and yeah, start reading definitely. again. Mm. The audio books are pretty good. Except Especially I don't Porn. think Justin would like their voices because he doesn't like them already. <laughs> Uh, they're, I think he, they're the existing yeah. the gal who did, you know, yeah, what I was mean, it? Wheel of Time? Kate is, they're the same couple that did Wheel of Time. And Kate Redding also did Codex Lyra, which you already said you didn't really appreciate. So Yeah. I think I've I listened also, to something else she was doing that was like, okay, so I'll give it a try. But yeah, I just really I, I hated like her, her in everything. <laughs> except in, in Stormlight, she's okay. I mean, I love her pattern, for example, like character. Yeah. Uh, but Michael, I've always found very enjoyable. Uh, he's, he does Mistborn really great. You know, the good thing is if you read the book, you can do whatever voice you want in your head. Yeah, it's, there's one benefit of having eyeballs on a book instead of dealing with an audiobook. Yeah, but yeah, not every audiobook is going to be as awesome as the Dresden book. Audiobooks. Get the Andreas impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger audio version of can, whatever book you want to read. I mean, I own the Mistborn <laughs> books. So I can, I can, I can, if you don't like Michael, I can read them. That for should you. be a tier on our Patreon of like, pay some number dollars of money and then like. Andreas, Andreas will do will... any book you want in, 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 in an Arnold Schwarzenegger bad accent. At least like a that's, chapter's worth. That's going to be man. a whole book that's expensive. That's like a lot of time. Yeah, so it's like we can at least do like 10 minutes worth. But you have Somebody, to do like you have to do like a passage sample. So like pick a, a Dresden or a Codex or some other series you read. Pick a sample oh. so that people can hear what you are, and then they can decide if they want to pay for your bad Arnold impersonation or not. Have Have we done that episode? Like uh, I think I've suggested it before. The then like, I I just want to strangle him. I just I just want to you know. Uh, He's not a Duma. So, Strangle me. Ah. Have we done it? Maybe I'll like, do uh... it. You could, you could pay me to do it. <laughs> okay. Have we pay you know. not to do it? <laughs> I think that's well, the... You can pay me not to do it, but the, the patrons can It's a bidding me. war. Right. Yeah, start a bidding war. I so... love it. We'll get to 12,000 in no time. All right. Like, if you like the Dresden Files, here are some books you should read. Kind of episode. Oh, do you, you want to do that whole episode? Mm. I want to do that. I mean, I still want to do that. Yeah, because we're going to rip off every like overdone post from the subreddit. So yeah, it's like so. it comes up every like once a it's week. Gonna be so, yeah, all our, our research is done. It's going to be our recommendations. Like, did you guys yeah. add it to the? What did you guys like? add it to the wiki yet? Or do you have a wiki for the uh, subreddit? Or are you just you know whatever gets upvotes flies still? He's barely a <laughs> whatever, moderator. I know, right? Whatever gets upvotes. Yeah, it's, it's a modern it's name. Nothing else. Have you read the Redicate? This is not a forum. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Great. 
And and downvote is in a super disagree button, and report is in a super disagree. Why are you, button. Why are you pretending yeah. that you've read the Reddit kit? <laughs> I have read the Reddit. Well, he hasn't read his own subreddit, but he has read the Reddit kit. So, I don't, you know. If it gets in the queue, but we have so many moderators now, it's almost always empty. So there's a good chance I don't see it. So what you're saying is I need to report more things, right? Oh please, don't. No, nope. <laughs> that's all. He I doesn't heard. want to actually have to do work. Please that's don't. what I heard. Yeah, you know, work what? work implies payment. You can you can pay me not to do it, just like the people who are going to pay me not to do the Arnold impersonation. <laughs> so, on, Andreas, I know it's sometimes words don't always mean what they mean, but uh, my horse puts in work, and I don't pay his ass either. So you don't pay your horse, Jesus. Nope. He gets not fed, even. Do maybe, you pay your but... cat? <laughs> right. Yeah. Does your but your cat doesn't I pay work. him Let's with mom and affection so. and all kinds no. of things you don't get for being a moderator. It's not right. payment, that's tribute. So, because but, you are his subject. But when did is, you get a horse? That is true. <laughs> when he moved away from Florida again, when you go like to the Midwest or whatever. They just, they well, that's true. They just give you a horse on the way through yeah. the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you gotta have a horse. Utah and Montana and, and probably uh, Nevada, you need a horse. Yeah, you can't get anywhere else, otherwise. Like, there are no roads, right? Yeah. Although in Nevada, you'd probably want a camel. It'd be better for the more desert yeah. climate. Camels are cute too. Nah, no, no. Bactrian camels are adorable. This explains many things about you. <laughs> All right, cue us out. We're done. We're watching Night Tale, and we're going to talk about it next week. And I'm so excited. You're way more excited about that than all the non-information yeah, from the librarians. So. I am excited about watching a Night's Tale. I'm, it's it was, a great movie. Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. It might like you need permission. Mummy. You could have been watching it this whole time. It's on TV. If I, I have that, watched it many times, but it's been a while. If I watched that movie this week leading up to Dresden, I just would have completely destroyed this episode. I already had a little bit of it in the beginning, but right. yeah, we noticed. I, I had to contain myself. That works out. Yeah. Yeah. She'd start singing all the, you know, I all the poems sing. and everything. Well, all okay. right. So this is what we got. Donate to our Patreon. Um, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna put a tier up there for Andreas's version of Arnold and my version of Arnold and my version to not do Arnold. There's gonna be many <laughs> tiers. Some of them are gonna be more than others. We finally figured it out. There's yeah. our new tiering structure. 